Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt, and today we're going to explore the divinity of how all things are tied together in sacred mathematic proportions with sacred arithmetic researcher Roman Light. And with that, we have a lot to talk about. Roman, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Vongal. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So this is going to be a very fascinating. I was having a really, really great conversation with Roman before we recorded. And there's so many things going on that we can cover, but we're going to try to touch on it. And a lot of information is on his website um, if you are interested in continuing to follow and learn from him in his work. So before we get into his work, um, Roman, can you tell us your story for how you even got involved with, with, with this work in the first place? Uh, of which work? Sacred arithmetic. How did you get into it? <laughs> how did I get into it? Um, well, the long story is that it started when I was um, probably six months old. Um, I'm saying probably because I can't remember exactly, um, but because um, uh, I was too young. But uh, I remember when I was, um, I don't know, two, three, five years old, remembering this idea that I heard voices in my head when I was, I don't know, six, six months to a year old. And uh, those voices were telling me something like, um, your mission in life would be to support humanity to move uh, to its next iteration, next evolution in the future. And, um, and my first uh, response to that message was denial, was um, not really understanding what that voice is, was talking about in terms of what is humanity, what is the future, what is what even the, the word evolution means, like those mm -hmm. whole concepts. But I, I always kept that um, primordial vibration in my psyche somewhere, uh, thinking that maybe one day it would make sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day um, I will I will get what it means uh, because you don't you don't um, you don't get get born with the understanding of of this whole thing, and it takes time. So to become who you are, you need to go through different process of uh, refinement, and life is here to slowly but gently surely um bring you closer and closer and closer to your real nature mm -hmm. and so it, it started really young but the first thing that every kids do in these circumstances is um is that they are afraid of talking about it um, because they're afraid of of shame or because the first people the few people that you talk about that will look at you and say oh, what what how dare you thinking that you're special or how dare you thinking that you have a mission or commitment or or anything where a lot of people during their life actually go through many traumas to actually come back to the conclusion that, oh, yes, that's why I was, I was here. I was meant mm -hmm. to have a mission. I was here to do something. And, um, and I, I had that chance very early to be striped by this, this thing. And so, um, yeah, I, I had a very difficult life. Um, not very difficult, but it was a difficult childhood. Um, mm -hmm. And I've been bullied for probably the totality of my childhood between my seven years old to my 15 17 years old i was bullied every year uh, and the message was that uh, i was different not even mm -hmm. understanding why i was different what, what different different in what but 
because I was different, I had to be bullied. And, um, and it's only later that I realized that because those people didn't like who I was, I didn't really hide any identity for many years. Many years mm. I was just like here trying to organize my identity according to what others was expecting from me, knowing that no matter what I was trying to bring, it was never be good enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, it took me many years to actually lose my identity many times and, and restructuring myself to get actually closer and closer and closer to my true essence. And uh, in one of those revolutions that happened about 10 years ago, I uh, came across that uh, spiritual epiphany, that spiritual... I always wanted to look for truth. I always wanted to understand truth. But truth is it's a weird concept. Mm-hmm. Everyone have truth. Everyone think that their truth is the truth and um and every time you're trying to share truth be like well for truth to be truth it needs to be universally true and because i I was a truth seeker in my soul like in my essence um i always try to find that essence of truth in everything that is and and one day i came across the dilemma of understanding numbers because um very young at a very young age i had that question that never left me which was that um my parents would make me do some uh, violins courses when I was young. So I learned violin mm-hmm. when I was young. And, and I quickly learned that after Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Si, there was again Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Si, and again Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Si. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first questions that I asked the teachers it was that um, when they're starting to teach me maths is that why my ears can hear that after Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Si, there is again Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Si. So there's a cyclicity there. There is a loop happening mm-hmm. in music. So my ears can hear that. But when I count numbers, uh, one to 10, after 10, I never see numbers coming back. I see like 10, 100, billions, thousands, whatever, but I never see that cycle coming back. And so one day I had this epiphany that what if uh, 10, the real name of 10 was the first octave of one, the -hmm. same way the first octave of Do, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Si, Do, the second Do is the first octave of Do. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was baffled by that idea. What, what about 10 was actually one and zero. Mm-hmm. And when you do one plus zero, it's equal to one. So it's, it's a harmonic concept. And so after you do like one and one plus zero equal one, equal one, one plus one, so 11 equal two, 12 equal three until, until you reach 18, 18 is one plus eight equal nine. And then 19, 19 is one plus nine. So it's 10. And so you go back again to one. And so I was like, wow, here we go. This is my cycle. This is the cycle that I was looking for for years. Where, where's the cycle? It was there. I just couldn't see it. Right. So it goes to zero to nine, zero to nine, and then it goes back. And then it goes back to one to nine, one to nine, one to nine, every time and creating octaves. Mm -hmm. And just by starting to look at reality with this very simple observation, I starting to realize that I don't have 10 fingers. I have five and five. Because mm-hmm. if I had 10 fingers, I would have 10 identical fingers. Right. But by right. thinking that I have 10 fingers, I actually deny the obvious geometry that is into, in, intrinsically connected to the shape of my hands. Mm-hmm. And so just that simple realization allowed me to starting to observe reality with this different lens and starting to see, okay, so if I'm starting to look at these cycle numbers in arithmetic, in, in mathematics, in geometry, and... I can start to see emerging some principles and some laws. Mm-hmm. And those laws actually, weirdly enough, connected to this uh, spiritual book called the Kibalion. And I read mm-hmm. the Kibalion and I was starting okay. to see the correlation that there was between the Kibalion and the, those mathematics 
And suddenly I, I had that, that epiphany through that uh, geometry that I designed the sacred arithmetic symbol, <clears throat> which is this uh, circle uh, with the three concentric circles and the numbers all around. And um, yeah, I, I'm still baffled because um, I discovered that about eight years ago now. And uh, every year I'm discovering a new aspect of it. There is new mm. information that I can extract from it that will then be related to different aspects of my experience of reality. So, right. Um, so that's sacred arithmetic because the sacredness is the continual infinity of it, the continual, you know, repeat of, of the cycles. And you're finding different cycles in um, almost everything you're looking at. So but if, you, if you just listen to this sacred arithmetic, the word sacred, uh, in French is sacré, sacré. So the sacred is coming from the French sacré, and sacré can also be heard as sa, cré, which means sa means it, and cré means create. So mm. sacred could actually be heard as that which creates. And uh, when you listen to the word arithmetic, you will hear the word art and rith rhythm, arithmetic, mm. art and arithmetic. And so it just strikes me one day that. Um, the sacred arithmetic is the art of the rhythm that creates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Um, because, you know, when I was talking a little bit about different philosophies, so what are your thoughts about many different religions like um, or spiritual traditions worldwide teaching mathematical <clears throat> portions of sacred arithmetic in what some call sacred geometry, some call the Sri Yantra, the sacred geometry is Sri Yantra, the geometry of the Star of David, the toroidal fields is the, is the, the modern day one. Um, in Buddhism, we call it uh, mandalas. I mean, it's all the same thing. We're just basically talking sacred arithmetic of um, how cycles and patterns create everything within our holographic matrix in which we create and live, engage within. So what are your thoughts on all these different traditions teaching this? Some people understand it. Others are like, oh, that's just too much for me. And they just kind of, you know, walk on by and glide, glide by. But for the astute spiritual student, almost every spiritual tradition or religion worldwide does teach some aspect of sacred arithmetic. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts is that those um, those teachings are the most fundamental uh, thing that needs to be learned in life mm -hmm. in order to navigate in life in, a, in an easy way, in a proper way. Um, one of the most important things that people need to understand is the in the in the seek for truth. Um, we need to segment the notion of truth through three different aspects, and uh, the three different aspects are one, the context to the information and third one is the meaning mm. so i had a very simple equation for that um context multiplied by information equal meaning mm. so context can so for example you talk about teaching the teaching is is a context it's a mm. perspective mm. a culture is a context a language is a context right. it gives you a frame of reference that allow you to interact with others then you put information into that which is communication mm. which is um, action, which is uh, uh, exchanging with others, for example. Mm -hmm. And then you have a meaning. So if you have a context, which is a, a consensual uh, way to operate, and you put an information, you will get that meaning. So, for example, if you go into some uh, Arabs country, mm -hmm. this is a context, this is a culture, 
and you put the information in, which is the role of women in society, you will have a certain meaning, which is that the role of women is to do this, this, and that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you change the context and, and move from the context of, of this Arab country into a more Western country, you mm -hmm. will get the same information. You put the role of women into that and you will have a completely different meaning. You just so change the, the elements. You just change the external elements of the environment. Exactly. Right. And so in the way we see reality, we need to be aware of the context in which we live in. Mm -hmm. Because if you never travel in the world, if you only have one culture in your existence, if, you're, if your background is, uh, is European and you only lived in America and never knew anything else, uh, you will always believe that your context is the only one that exists. Why? Because it hasn't been challenged. Mm -hmm. Because you only have one perspective. And no matter which information you put in that context, you will always get the same meaning because mm -hmm. one variable never changed. However, if you're starting to study others' uh, culture, other belief system, other, no matter what you do, it will open your mind to the fact mm -hmm. that, oh, okay, so in some culture, they believe things this way. Mm -hmm. And it's not a question of it's better or worse. It's just a question that it is different. Right. So you actually have to break all your judgments and trying to break all your expectations and all your belief system that are corrupting the way you are interacting with reality. Right. So to get back to your question about the value of those teachings, in, in the Western world, we have been programmed to have a certain narrative about existence, like Big Bang and, and uh, the evolution and blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. if you never challenge this, this perspective, any information that you're going to put in that context will always get to the same meaning. Mm -hmm. If you're starting to study like uh, Hinduism, if you're starting to study Buddhism, if you're starting to study uh, the Chinese culture, if you're starting to listen to the the mythology of the Aboriginal or the mythology mm -hmm. of the African, they will start to give you a whole different perspective on the way you could see your own position in, in existence and, and the whole history of the world. Mm -hmm. So yes, they are absolutely essential. However, each perspective is only one perspective. So it cannot declare that this perspective is the only one that, that, that is and that this is the only one that has value because each perspective has a piece of the puzzle. So you need to study right. as, many, as many as you can to start to see um, beyond the, um, the, the simple narrative, what is the message? What is the, the fundamental message that is uh, sweating from all this, this wisdom? Right, right. And the, 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 the fun thing about studying sacred geometry or sacred arithmetic, whatever labels you want to put it in terms of studying the patterns in nature um, that create everything, uh, whether you're studying it through the Sri Yantra in Hinduism or in the Star of David through Judaism or even studying vortex math to see that it creates a toroidal field, which is, again, another vortex. To, you know, when, so when you're studying it, the same message comes over and over again. There's cycles, there's patterns. We are all connected. Everything is connected. So let's talk about this connected universe that um, there's the basic point of studying sacred arithmetic in whatever tradition brings you into it. And I, I definitely agree with you that the more that you study different perspectives and traditions in terms of how they teach their aspect of understanding our holographic reality from their version of sacred geometry, we are just looking at the same information from different lens. And when you see it all, you're like, oh, it's all the same thing. We're all just talking about different perspectives of seeing the same exact same thing. So mm -hmm. 
we get into the concept of Mandelbrot sets. Okay, so one of my favorite topics is Mandelbrot sets. And for people who, who don't understand Mandelbrot sets, when you're studying a sacred arithmetic and whatever tradition brings you into that basic understanding to get to that basic point that it's all connected, it's all one, and there is cycles in nature, Mandelbrot sets are like those Russian dolls where they have a smaller version, a bigger version, a bigger version. But in Mandelbrot sets in nature, you see that the same form goes smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's the same exact form, it's the same exact proportion, it's the same exact mass, and it's basically um, what has become termed the Mandelbrot set from the, the person who discovered it um, and first wrote about it. Why are fractals common repetition in nature? For people who are like, well, why is, what, what's, the, what's the whole point in this repeating cycles in different things? Can you answer that? Yes, yes. So um, the, the Mandelbrot sets uh, shown or put in evidence in evidence the um, this this fantastic and absolutely necessary concept that is called fractals. Mm. For those who are not aware of what fractals fractals are, it's um it's a it's a it's a concept that shows that you can encompass infinity into a finite space. Mm. So in if you decide to define a circle or a sphere as a, as a as a as a as a finite space and you actually dive into that sphere so you that sphere could be an, an atom for example if you go into an atom you will find other spheres inside and you're going to see like replication of that larger picture inside mm-hmm. and we see the same thing happening um over and over in creation so kids can actually be seen as a fractal expression of the parents right mm-hmm. and the parents are... the grandparents and so forth yeah exactly so we have like uh, this this bigger picture which was the, the primordial grand 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 grandfather that created those iteration layer by layer by combining them with others because we can't self-replicate but uh, in nature we have many many examples of self-replicating patterns and for those who can't visualize it just visualize a broccoli for example Mm-hmm. And take that big broccoli and take one, one piece of the broccoli and zoom in, and you're going to find out that the big bro- broccoli actually look like one of the branch in, in Zoom. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the, the way the, the fractals are, are, are working. So that, that's a great question because it's, it shows the ignorance of our society. The, the, the simple fact of asking these questions, why reality is, is operating in a fractal way shows the level of ignorance of our so-called scientific community and the level mm-hmm. of ignorance of our culture because fractal are just a natural mechanism to organize re- uh, reality. Reality is, is organized around the, the notion of, um, of inner world, outer world, and, and boundary. Mm-hmm. So um, the inner world and the outer world are separated by the boundary. So the boundary can also be seen as the iteration Right. So from the outer world, the outer side perspective, you seem to be outside of something, but you don't know that actually a part of yourself is already inside that thing as well. And right. only because you are focusing on the separation, on what separates you, which is this, that veil that separates you. Mm. So, um, for example, my body is, is finite. Um, my skin is what limits the inner world to my outer world. But when you start to zoom in, you actually find out that like in my um, my skin cells, it's actually quite porous. Mm-hmm. And then you're starting mm-hmm. to look inside, and there's like many things happening. You have muscles, you have veins. So this 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 skin is is um, is is a veil, but it's not 
real. It's just a something that is there to allow my outer world to be protected from uh, my inner world to be protected to my, from my, my other world and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So fractally, reality, if you look at the, the universe, you have the infinitely big above our mm -hmm. head and we have the infinitely more small inside when you look through a microscope. Mm. What makes us believe that both are separate? What if in creation, when you're looking at the universe, you're actually looking from the macroscopic world? Mm -hmm. And when you're looking into the microscope, what if you're actually looking from the universe? It's only because we've never been educated about those principles, those possibilities, that the mm. cosmos could actually be one set of my body. Right, right. So... I want to ask you a question about about Mandelbrot sets in terms of current affairs, because when you understand sacred arithmetic or sacred geometry in whatever traditional ways in which you can learn it, and Roman Light has fantastic courses on his website to understand this. But when you get to the basic point and you understand that everything is a fractal of each other, that just express there's smaller version expressed in the larger version, et cetera, et cetera. It's all Mandelbrot sets and cycles. You can understand that when you're looking at uh, like a seashell or you're looking at a broccoli or when you're looking at, you know, whatever you're looking at, it, it doesn't matter what you look at. Um, they're repeats. So even in, when you're looking at cycles in terms of um, current affairs, right now, Roman, you're in Australia, and you guys are going through a quote, quote, lockdown again. Um, and I'm in Seattle, and we kind of have, we're kind of, everything's loose and, and lightened up, but there's still a lot of people who act as if it's still the pandemic lockdown, but even though it's it's um, no longer. So that's the current affairs that we're working with worldwide, right? Is the um, the kind of the tail end of the COVID-19 um, pandemic. And it's pretty much fast forward, come down to either you get vaxxed or you get unvaxxed. And this happens to be an ongoing debate that's spiraling out into different um, current affairs, like how do we do this with privileges and do we want to implement passports do you want to do mandates you know all these different kind of things and it can seem a little bit scary um because everybody has an opinion on this so how does this little saga or blimp in history which is going to change the trajectory of where humanity goes how does that play into the Mandelbrot set concept well, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big um, one, big but I, I'm going <laughs> to, um, so the way the, uh, the fractals operates is, um, is we observing fractal because we are getting out of the, of the perspective to look at the bigger picture and starting to see how that, which is outside is like that, which is inside. So we call that the self-similarity concept. Creation is, is organized around two forces. There is a forces of order and there's a forces of destruction. So in order to understand the cycle and the mechanics of how all that is operating, you need to visualize what those forces are represented. And in many traditions, it has been represented, for example, by the yin and yang. Mm -hmm. The yin and yang are showing that, uh, let's say the blackness or the whiteness is order and the blackness is chaos. And there is inside of, of, 
the whiteness, a little bit of, of blackness. So there's a chaos inside the, um, the, uh, the order and there is a whiteness into the blackness, which means that there is a, an order into chaos. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is no black over white or white over black. It, it is impossible. You need to have a balance between those two energies. Mm-hmm. So what we see today, what we are seeing today, is um, is uh, a pendulum return of. This is my perspective on it. This is my understanding of history. We have grown and grown and grown and grown as a human civilization, in a in a totally disorganized and chaotic way. And I believe that there are some people in this planet who um, have an agenda of reducing this population, and uh, they want to um, they want to do it in a way that is not going to be too obvious, uh, mm-hmm. because um, we have like people like you and I, which are basically interested in in experiences and uh, living things and be free, mm-hmm. and then you have other people which are uh, interested in control. They want to control mm-hmm. us. They want to maintain uh, control because there's many questions that have never been answered about the true nature of reality like we have a narrative about the big bang as i said or uh, about evolution and all that this is a narrative mm-hmm. but the core essence of the core question of that that every human should actually ask is first of all who am i mm-hmm. number one question who am i and and it is not a simple question. This is actually a question that Plato used to used to worship because it is the key. Without answering that question, you can't really answer anything else in your existence because if you mm-hmm. cannot define, first of all, who are you? And when you talk about who are you, you're not talking about the. the I'm going to take your 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 expression, the, your holographic expression. Mm-hmm. Your body is is your holographic expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not you. And if you haven't understand that, if you are part of this uh, this uh, false narrative again of uh, atheist atheism, if you believe that nothing has ever been created, if you believe that nothing has ever created the universe, then you're denying your own existence. This is something that is weird uh, to to connect in your mind. How someone that is expressing the idea that nothing has ever created anything in the universe can actually even express itself. Because if you're expressing itself, you're recognizing your right to be and your right to exist. And if you exist, then therefore, something has created you. Mm-hmm. If it's not your parents, it's the universe. If it's not the universe, then who created the universe? Right. So in terms of arithmetic, uh, you know, sacred arithmetic, let's fast forward to that answer. Your energy and your energy is consciousness and consciousness is creating the matrix. So now it comes um, down to what do you want to create? Well, is it comes down to the- what is consciousness? Yeah, everything. What is consciousness? Well, everything is, is one aspect of consciousness, yes. Mm-hmm. There's another aspect that people are not very familiar with, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there needs to be everything and nothing. Exactly. So yang and yang. everything and nothing, everythingness and nothingness are uh, what we call God, basically. Right, God right. is everythingness and nothingness reunified into one concept. Right. That's in, why Buddhism, different... in Buddhism, it's samsara, <clears throat> which is creation, which is the fullness of creation. And the nothingness of creation is nirvana, the emptiness, the spiritual emptiness. That's a, it's the same thing. We're talking about the same, the same language. So yeah. in, relation to, in relation to current affairs, okay, so because you were saying that with regard to current affairs, let's say the pandemic that we're going through right now, um, 
plays a big part in its own cycle of humanity expanding in this population and now somehow this pandemic and maybe an artificial agenda of um, finding some way to make people sick and <clears throat> die over a short period of time is maybe the way the cycle is retracting. Is that what you're saying? So somehow well, nature found a way, way to retract the ex the, the, the extraction? So the same way, uh, and it's important to understand it, the same way that my skin is separating my outer world from my inner world, my physical death is separating my past life from my future life. Mm -hmm. So death is just a, a passage between two existences. The mm -hmm. same way uh, the, the man that I was yesterday and the man that I will be tomorrow are two different people. And, and my present can be seen as my skin. My mm -hmm. past can be seen as my inner world and my future can be seen as my, as my outer world. The outer world is unpredictable. The future is infinite. It's going towards samsara, to, to take mm -hmm. your, your terminology. Mm -hmm. And the other one is going towards nothingness, which is the nirvana, which is the peacefulness, the conversation aspect of things. So... Um, the realization of that dynamic is absolutely essential in order to have a peaceful life. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you'd be confused uh, when elements are going to come in your, in your existence. So right. if it is true that some people on this planet have an agenda of reducing the human population, and, uh, and many of them stated it openly, like if you go to the Greystone in, um, in uh, where, where is it? Georgia. In Georgia. In Georgia, United States, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. If you listen to Bill Gates uh, since 2015, 2016, and I quote him, if we're doing a good job with vaccination, we can reduce the human population by right, right. Uh, 20 to 30% in the next 10 years. I'm quoting him. And the people applauded because they didn't understood. They didn't want to face that reality that, sorry, buddy, but you are the one that we want to reduce. Well, let me ask you something about this because uh, <clears throat> you know, we're going to kind of take a step to the side um, and talk about cycles and Mandelbrot sets um, in relation to understanding current affairs as ugly as it is playing out to be. Yep, um, I'm coming to it. it. I'm coming to it if you, if you let me. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please um, explain because there's it seems to be two camps people who are just going to go along with it because I know plenty of people who are like, even if they are shown information that it's come down to you get the vaccination for COVID, whatever it is, uh, there's a lot of risk and it's showing that there's more risk than there are benefits um, than natural immunity and um, some censored cheap methods like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and other things. They're what still going to go get it. They're still going to go get it, even if they've been advised. So, yeah. and, so um, you know, how and it, does... It comes back to you know, the person's missions. You know, some, some people's mission in life was to, or is to bring people towards infinity. Mm. And some people's missions is, go, is helping people to go towards nothingness. And, and people are here to experiment the choice. Do mm. I want to go towards infinity or do I want to go towards noth nothingness? There are some um, theories. So it's part of, is it part of like saying, a pre-life plan? Is it a pre-life plan that they've already unconsciously I wouldn't be able to answer that up? question. I won't be able to answer that question because this is something that is personal. If you feel that this is your call in life to actually get that jab, uh, do it. If you feel that this is not and you're willing to have a, a longer life and you're willing to 
because some people are talking about different dimension of the vaccine. The vaccine could actually operate in a physical way, but some people um, are telling that this is also a way to separate the soul from the body by using technology that we are not all aware of. Mm, mm. Uh, so if this is true, it could actually be the, uh, the, 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 the weapon that has been used to, um, to basically separate the soul from the body for those who believe in soul, because there's so many people who don't even recognize the existence of soul right. that in their mind, the, they would all already have to jump from the reality where they live, where there's no soul, because there's no existence, because there's no reality, but I still exist. And, and we're just facing constantly those cognitive dissonance happening. People are mixing ideas together and they cannot discern. They cannot discern anymore. So I was, uh, there, there was a time in my life when I was uh, a, uh, atheist and it only took me like a few hours to ask me the hard, hard question which is that if I am capable of recognizing my own existence then therefore I need to recognize that something has created me right and no matter how you call it no matter how you want to define it but the idea that nothing exists from a relative pers perspective or relative point, point of view which is uh, a consciousness expressing the idea of its non-existence is, is a total nonsense so I cannot say that I do not exist, but in the meantime, I cannot really say that I exist either. Uh, but, but I cannot affirm any of those two things because I cannot say that nothing, that I am nothingness and I cannot say that I am infinity. However, I can say that I am coming from nothingness and mm -hmm. I am coming from infinity because this is the definition of God that this is the definition of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Consciousness is not something that do not exist and that is infinite at the same time. Right. So, um, to answer this question, Roman, in terms of current affairs and it being a cycle of Mandelbrot sets because, you know, you had the turn of the century with the Industrial Revolution going through a lot of changes and the, the Great Depression and yada, yada, yada. Um, that changed the tra trajectory of humanity. And it seems like of all the things in history, this is also a major pivot point in um, humanity's um, trajectory. So it, this seems like another turning of the Mandelbrot set. I, I don't know why, how else to say it. You know, another big expansion growth in um, human consciousness. So for some people who, let's say, because there's a lot of research and it's all scientific, it's it's been censored so if you want to go see the scientific data from a lot of scientific doctors who's been censored um, who are very legitimate lots of accolades just go to bitch shoot odyssey any of the other non-censor websites um, and you'll find plenty of material but there is a lot of adverse reactions and um, life-threatening illnesses that people are developing from getting the COVID vaccine. Um, and some, of, some people's bodies are seeing that earlier. Others, you know, maybe they're going to get a heart attack or something just randomly, myocarditis or whatever, down the road. It's still unknown. But what is the huge debate is that there are um, the, this, the mRNA vaccine was tested on animals like um, small animals and they lived about two to three years before they started developing through that time frame 
certain adverse life-threatening reactions, and then they, almost all of them, according to all the sensor doctors who talk about this research, passed away within two to three years. That does not necessarily mean that that's the time frame for humans, because humans have a much longer lifespan than um, like a mouse or a monkey or whatever. So, you know, or um, a gerber. So what does that two to three years translate in terms of human timescales? We don't know because this is the trial. That's why they keep saying it's a trial. However, there seems to be, like you were saying, a not necessarily hidden because you can kind of, it's kind of obvious because the media is pushing it, even though it's, they keep saying it's a trial and there's all these information um, that's being censored about the, the risk versus the benefits and the alternatives that you can use that are healthy versus the risky um, experimental jab. But media, a lot of, of major media is pushing it. A lot of corporations are pushing it. A lot of local and federal agencies are pushing it. A lot of governments are pushing it, even though there's a lot of um, legitimate agencies and doctors and, and even the inventor of the vaccine itself saying it's unsafe, we should stop this, but it's all being pushed aside and censored. So it's very, very obvious that you can see what the agenda is and fast forward what the outcome, the intended outcome um, that is being trying to be achieved. It's very obvious. Um, at, and I live in America and they started with, um, with regards to this topic it's available if you want to go, go get it, you can get it. And then the second phase, now we came with the bribes. You can, if you go and get it, you can win a lottery, you can um, win a truck, you know, whatever the, the, the thing is trying to appeal. That didn't work uh, very much. Um, and then now they're moving to, um, we're gonna go knock door to door and see if, uh, if if you got vaxxed or not, and if you didn't, how can we set you up your appointment to get that done? So we'll see what that's looking like. But uh, we don't know what, if that doesn't work, we don't know what the fourth thing's gonna work. So it's, you know, you have all these information that's being censored from all of these agencies and these doctors saying it's not safe, it's experimental, but it's completely been blown over to keep pushing it. So um, what, how does that, like, so, this, you know, we're experiencing this in real time, but how, how do people um, make sense of this? Because you got the people who already got it, because I know people who, who, who I love, um, best friends I love and family who's like, I don't trust my own immune system. I get it. I get it. But I don't trust it. So I'm just going to go get it because I'm at, I'm at high risk. And I just don't trust my own immune system. I don't trust the cheap methods to address this. And so they went and got it because they thought that was the most responsible, educated thing that they could do. Um, however, there's others who's like, oh, no, no, no. This is the risk far outweighs the benefits for them, which is fine as well. But the, the blatant coercion, and if you have to coerce people, then you don't that's basically blackballing them, then you really don't have choice, do you? So how can people avoid being um, pressured or made to 
to get it if they don't want to get it? How can they kind of ride through the time it will take for this to blow over? Because if they don't want to be part of that little blimp in the Mandelbrot set that's happening, okay? They don't want to be that weird thing that's, that's going on. Um, how can they... It, it comes back to the, the fundamental question again of who are you? Again, you have to come back to that fundamental question. We are debating on topics without having grounded the conversation on mm. a few statements, which is, am I my body? Am I my uh, memories? Am I my emotions? Am I my thoughts? Or am I everything that remains when everything that has been attached to my identity has been taken out? And until you can answer that question, until you are capable of meeting yourself, basically, and, and Eckhart Tolle, for example, did a great job of explaining this, those concepts of who is the real you? Who is the real essence of who you are? Until you're going to answer that question, we can't even talk about society and we can't even talk about reality. We can't even talk because you won't even be aware that there is something inside of you that is, that, that exists outside of the physical, the emotional, the, the identity. The identity can be heard as the idea of the entity. The identity is the idea of the entity. The entity is the living things that is living, that is living the experience of going through this body that we recognize today as, as Roman or von Gold. Uh, this is the identity, it's an idea. It's not a, a real thing. The real thing is the thing leaving the experience of, of being that. Those who haven't done that job of realizing the true essence of who they are won't be able to develop the sense of truth. And the sense of truth is not an understanding of truth. Mm. It's not a feeling of truth. It's not a sensation of truth, it is all together. When you feel truth in your flesh, and we have many words for that, we have instinct, we have intuition, we have sensations, all those sensations, if you know how to tune into your body, those people who are saying, I do not trust my immune system, those people are already very sick. Because if you're not trusting your body, if you're not one with your body, if you haven't reconcile the different aspect of who you are, the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, and the, and the spiritual, the four aspects, because everything in creation, according to the Mandelbrot set, is divided in two, that which is inside and that which is outside. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, a physical body because you have a spiritual body. You have an emotional body because you have an intellectual body, and you, you cannot discern the, the difference between the four. You are confused. And if you're confused, you're going to believe authority. Authority are surfing on ignorance. If people are confused, then it's going to be easy to manipulate them and make them do what you want to do because authority is a, is a distortion. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a psychopathic um, wish. And, and what I try to say is that someone that is healthy in his mind wouldn't want to give orders to others. Mm -hmm. Someone that is one with himself knows that it's already quite hard to work on yourself, to be mm -hmm. yourself, to express yourself, to be the more in line with yourself. So giving orders to others or deciding for others is a non-natural. It's something that is not natural, like being famous. It's like being scrutinized and observed at every angle that you are mm -hmm. is, is nonsense. It's not natural. We haven't been designed for that. All that are distortion, but we are worshiping those distortion. And this is not new. It had happened many times in our human history. We right. used to give the names of gods and and we used to worship because we used to 
identify ourselves to that. And this is the, 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 um, the wrong spirituality. The righteous spirituality is to be sovereign in yourself, mm-hmm. to be the, the king of your kingdom, which is your body. The body, your body is your land. Your identity is your history, the, the, the history of your, of your country, of your state, of your body state. Your mind is your government. Your mind is what governs your reality. And then you have your soul, which is your citizen. Your, your soul is that thing that lives the experience through the different aspects of who you are. So how do you protect yourself from coercion and, and, um, and uh, misleading information? The first of all, of all is to reunify yourself with yourself. Why? Because when it happens, the universe will organize itself mm-hmm. in order to maintain that oneness that is inside of you. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the separation that we see in the world, the fragmentation that we see in the world is an, a reflection of that inner oneness that is uh, not enough present. There's many light workers on earth that are pushing for that unification of the different aspect of the self. And we're starting to see the consequences mm-hmm. of that unification happening in the world where people are starting to fragment themselves between what they thought they were and what they're going to become if we pass this, this, this time altogether. Which right. will in a way, because uh, some of us will survive and some of us will die. Uh, but just to, to finish on that topic of the COVID, um, it, it, one of the biggest enemies of humanity at the moment is cognitive dissonance. And that's why oh, I, yeah. this I think that's a disease. I think that's a disease of, the, the context, of consciousness. The information and the meaning. If people cannot understand the importance of challenging your context, if the people are starting to worship the context and they will never decide, never, never dare to challenge it, then they will always get the same meaning, which is right. in, in our circumstances, if you have been manipulated to believe that the media or the, or the government are telling you the, the truth, no matter which information I'm going to give you, it will always equal to the wrong meaning right. because you haven't challenged your context. If you challenge your context and starting to open your consciousness to the idea that the government may not want to help you, that there may be some people on earth that do not want your best interest, that maybe the media can lie to you, then therefore the information that I would give you may make sense. You may see it for what it is. Otherwise, it would be cognitive dissonance. And no matter what, which information I would give you, it will always, the meaning that will emerge is it's wrong because it's going against the narrative that I received. Right, right. So I, so let, let, me, let me break this down for people and please clear it up. Um, as well, but in summary, with regards to current events. So in history of humanity, there are big blimps in the cycles of humanity. And if you do sacred arithmetic or sacred geometry, understand um, these cycles in humanity, um, they blow up and then they retract back and they go back to kind of a kind of a meet, they meter out and then they get back into a bigger uh, growth spurt and then they peer out right now with this this pandemic and how it's coming in and um moving and e- evolving this is the big cycle that is blowing up um and we are going through this and it will eventually peter out as well but what i'm hearing from you is if you don't really feel 
at peace and in, in connection to the consciousness within you, you will be easily manipulated. Absolutely. And and because you because because you're easily manipulated and not um, you know completely open to all the information, uh, then you you will you may become a Mandelbrot statistic. Unfortunately, you may become a Mandelbrot statistic, um, and that is a life lesson as well. Um, but the thing that I'm understanding as well with this is that the concept of cognitive, cognitive dissonance, and I have seen this with people where you can give them the link to the MHRA, which is the kind of like the FDA's version in the UK, and right there on their website, it's like the FDA in the UK that says, the COVID-19 vaccines is unsafe for human use. We're trying desperately to stop the mass vaccinations right there on the homepage. And you can give it to people and they'll go, eh, they want to get it because I don't trust my immune system. I don't trust that I'm going to survive um, all these variants, although I've survived all the other flus and other so, things so let before. Me, let, me, let me develop on this point. Um, yeah, cognitive dissonance. One of the big um, issue we're facing at the moment is fraction. Fr uh, we are we have been fractioned in ourselves. Some of us have luckily enough remembered who they are, and they remember the connection to themselves, which is divine connection to everything that is. And some of us have been fractioned in ourselves because we've been influenced by a, a sick society, society that is materialistic by a sense, mm -hmm. uh, and this materialism has created that dissociation between the essence of reality which is spiritual and the manifestation of reality which is physical and those who fell for that those who fell into the uh, belief that there's only reality that is even if they cannot define it that that's that's one level of cognitive dissonance mm -hmm. try to speak to a physicist and ask him what reality is if you can spend three years with them or ten years with them with them and find any idea of where it makes any sense because according to them, there's, uh, there's atoms, but those atoms are fluctuating in a, in a field and there's a quantum reality and there's like, no one can actually define what reality is. However, mm. people believe in reality, in, in physics and, and say that reality is a, is a material because they can experiment it. Mm. So they believe that what they can experiment is all that is. That's the mm. problem. I'm not denying the existence of reality. I'm just denying those who are saying that reality is all that is. It, and it is not because you cannot see something that you can um, deny its existence. So something that I, I used to explain to people is that you have two elements, like in everything. You have on one side the ratio, and that ratio, which is geometric by a sense, is based on comparing things. And that ratio gave birth to the word rationalism. Rationalism mm -hmm. is coming from that roots that is based on putting things into balance, into perspective by comparing them. And a ratio right. cannot exist by itself. It has to be compared to something else. That's why the, in, the, in the Fibonacci sequence and the golden ratio, you have something that can be compared to something to create something else. A fractal is a ra ratio. A fractal has to be compared to the first iteration to see how they are similar and how they are different, how they are identical mm -hmm. and, and different. On the other side, you have the reason. 
And the reason is a whole different dynamic. The reason is connected to the, the heart energy. It's, it's in the word reason, you have resonance. Mm -hmm. So on one side, you have something that is comparing to something else. And on mm -hmm. the other side, you have something that is one by itself. And resonance can exist by itself, okay? Resonance can be transmitted to others through a resonance phenomenon. That, that's what uh, Masaru Emoto actually demonstrated. And that's what every musician knows when you're putting mm -hmm. two notes next to each other to the string or two frequencies identical in geometry and you activate one of them, the other one will start to vibrate as, as well. Right. This is resonance. Right. So me as a human body, my body has a geometry, my body has cells and has self-similarity than yours, for example. So if we were in the same room and if we're close enough, our field of resonance would actually start to tune to each other mm -hmm. and we would start to see a readjustment going on. If my vibration was vibrating higher than yours, then my vibration will be tend to be put lower or yours will be accelerating. And this is how human intervention are, are important. And that's also why they want to separate us because they know that if we are in the same room and if mm -hmm. someone is highly conscious, the highly consciousness can be transmitted vibrationally the same way as disease. Mm -hmm. In my understanding, a virus, which is one nanometer, so mm -hmm. a nanometer is one millionth of a centimeter, the idea that a virus could actually come into your body, so something that is an, a, a millionth of, of a centimeter could come into your body through the air and get you sick, sounds like an insane concept. How my body, which is made of trillions of trillions of trillions of cells, could actually get a virus that is an, is an exosome, which means that it doesn't have uh, a nucleus, it doesn't have free will, doesn't have a choice, doesn't have anything, can come in my body and just disrupt my whole body. Right. This is a narrative. This is something that we've been taught. I have a different narrative. What if people are getting sick? When they get sick, they actually clean their body. Getting sick is a dis detox. It's something that happens naturally when your body gets overstimulated because of toxin, because of, of pollution, because of exercise, or just because your body is growing every day and mm -hmm. that every seven years you have a new body. So during this period of time, you need to clean up your room. And that mm -hmm. when you clean up your room, you are producing uh, garbages. And those garbages are pieces of DNA and pieces of, of RNA, which weirdly enough on the microscope looks like viruses. Mm -hmm. Isn't mm -hmm. that interesting that viruses can actually be garbage that your body are producing where they're detoxing. So then the question next is why the virus, why, why the people who are staying in the same environment are getting sick? Well, I just explained you before the concept of resonance. If my body is resonating to a specific movement indicating that my body is detoxing and cleaning, mm -hmm. would it be that complicated to believe that if someone is coming next to me, its, it's uh, vibration uh, body will also start to oscillate and go into defrag mode, into cleaning mm -hmm. mode, the same way uh, plants are uh, producing hormones and these hormones are uh, um, inspiring uh, all the other plants to know that this is spring and it's time to blossom and it's time to open. It's a resonance pr process that is going from plant to plant. They're communicating using uh, resonance and frequencies. Would that be that complicated to believe or to understand that viruses do not make you sick? Resonance make you sick and sick is actually something positive. It's something that is necessary for your body to evolve and adapt and get ready for the next iteration. So in that case, those who want to stop being sick at any cost are people who are uh, afraid of dying in a way. 
because evolution mm -hmm. is a dance yeah. between creation and 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 uh, and destruction dying is a natural process uh, we are worshiping the idea of knowing things in our civilization we need to know things we need to be smart we need to understand things but how many of us understand that understanding is a form of death when you understand something the ignorant version of yourself have to die so we are dying on a regular basis and that's what we are quite addicted we are addicted to communicate and talk and and try to make sense of this reality by talking i would to say people. i would say instead of dying i would say we are growing to a different level well we need to use the word dying because uh, this we need to re bring back that word we need to mm. bring back that word in our civilization because we have two taboo in our civilization loving and dying mm. which are the two mm. most fundamental uh, energy in our in our reality we are not mm. loving ourselves that's why we are fragmented in ourselves we are contemplating others and and comparing us and we're using the ratio we rationalize and say oh look my breasts are not big enough or my face is not beautiful enough we are comparing so we are fragmenting ourselves mm. inside of us and we are not resonating anymore we are not resonating with others we're not connecting with others in a, in a deeper way so that that creates a, a fragmentation inside of us and I believe that the people in, in, in the top of, of our society are doing this intentionally. Why? Because they are sick people. They're absolutely sick psychopaths people. Well, if everybody been... who got the jab, if a lot of people who got the jab, maybe not everybody, start having adverse life-threatening reactions over the next, let's say, decade, you know. Well, uh, do you or, know the real or... numbers? Do you know the numbers today of the adverse reaction? Do you? 25 million. Oh, where did you get that number from? 25 million on Earth of adverse reaction. Do you know how many people died so far? And it's very difficult, like but the, the numbers so far who died attributed to the vaccine, 250,000. Uh, what website is that from? Can you send me the link? So you, I think you can, find, you can find on the CDC or the FDA. Uh, I don't know where to find it, but uh, you can find this information. 250,000 people died already, which is... In my understanding, the whole accumulation of all the people who has been dying from vaccine in the whole vaccine history have mm. died in the last six months. How many, many people oh. knows about that? And how many, oh. people, how many people are not screaming all over the place about this fact? Right. We have so I... more people who died in the last six months of this vaccine experiment than in the whole history of vaccination since its beginning. Right. And right. no one is talking about that. Right. So, so you're, you're looking at the CDC's website in terms, or the VAR, the VARES in the United States in terms the VARES. of... I think it's the VARES, the VARES. that, that, okay. that uh, reflect those numbers. I'll yes. put that link on the website, uh, on the description, if everybody, so you can go to the link. But you have on to the combine it to all the other adverse reactions in the world. Like, for example, in Australia, just to see the level of insanity we're living in, we uh, have uh, 50 cases of COVID over the, the past months. Yeah. Zero death. Mm -hmm. Zero death. They mm -hmm. locked down the whole country, okay? Mm -hmm. And they are now pushing the agenda and now are starting to talk about the military coming to your house to force uh, vaccinating people for zero death since the beginning of the year. Do you know how many people died of the vaccine in Australia? Official numbers so far, 400. Mm -hmm. 400 people died of the vaccine, zero people died of the so-called COVID. Right. How do you make sense out of it? There has right. been, I think now we are, we must be about three or 4,000 side effects. And when we talk side effect, we shouldn't use the word side effect because when someone is 
convulsing in the body. That's in, not a side effect. That's a adverse reaction. A That's a life-threatening, life-threatening reaction. Adverse reaction. Okay, yeah. we should stop using those uh, politically correct words to say no, no, like no. Those- it's not a side. It's not bad. It's not that bad. And and they started to 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 do the campaign only three months ago. Where are we going to be in six months' time? Where are we going to be in a year time? Only time will tell. But if people are not getting educated, are not challenging their belief system, are not opening their consciousness to the idea that there may be some people on earth that do not have their life as best interest, that do not want them to be alive, that believe that humans are a disease and they are bad for humanity. Why? Because they are psychopaths. They are people who are fractionate inside themselves. And I include all the people behind Google, all the people behind Facebook, all the people uh, in, in, in high place of the government, mm-hmm. in the banking industry. They are people who are sick, fundamentally sick, and they are projecting the disease on our society. This is something that, that people are not really aware of. The, the notion of being so fragmented in yourself that you, um, you need to live through others. Right, right. And we see that disease going on with social media. If you're not well in yourself, you're going to spend your time taking selfies and you're going to spend your time asking for others' opinion. What do you think of me? Or am I good enough? Why? Because they haven't met themselves yet. They haven't connected with themselves yet because they rejected religion and, and, they, and for probably good reasons because religion did a lot of damage. But, but by removing religion, they also removed a lot of good things that religion will bring in, which is... Um, a respect for life, uh, a certain uh, sacredness of, mm. of the relationship that the self has to get with, with creation. The notion of duty. Religion also used to bring that notion of duty. Today, people have rights. It's all about right, 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 right. right. I have the right to be offended. I have the right and the right and the right and the right and the right. But no one has the duty anymore of becoming a better, better version of themselves. No more, no more have the duty to inspire others. No more have the duty to question yourself and to grow, as you said, growing. But growing to grow, you need to break the shell. And to break your shell, you need to die at the older version of who you are to be able to reborn at the new version of who you will be. And that courage, which is now a big word, like we, we, are, we, are, we have an epidemic of cowards. Let's, yeah. let's face it. Yeah. We have an yeah. epidemic of cowards. And, I have, and I, I have so many people on my Facebook page saying, Thank God, Roman, for you to be in my life, because since two years, you are just speaking your truth and you've never been afraid of speaking your truth. I've been banned uh, eight months for, from Facebook over the last nine months just mm-hmm. for speaking my truth, just for saying my coherent understanding of reality. But I, I've been denied that right to express myself. However, I- the few people that I could support um, uh, and recently I, I did a poll and none of them got the, the vaccine and, and all of them thanked me for giving me, uh, giving them the strength to go beyond the social pressure and the, and that, that fear of being judged and reunifying yourself and, and feeling yourself and trusting yourself and loving yourself enough to care for yourself more than what you care for others. Right. So let me ask you this, Roman, because you said something very interesting that in, um, and again, remember, we're talking about cycles and Manabra set, and this current affair is the big blimp in the cycle of humanity. And we want to make it to the other side so we can enjoy the petering out, the peaceful petering out of, um, of this big blimp. So um, you, 
is the military going door to door in Australia? There's a rumor of that. There's they, a rumor they haven't of that. done that yet. They, there's a rumors that they are passing a secret law to allow uh, military to do that. But I think it's just a another probably one of their last shots to scare people because there's there was only since uh, last month there was only four percent of the Australian population who was vaccinated, and they pushed so well that in two weeks' time uh, another two percent have been vaccinated. So they're fifty percent more than last month. Uh, but it seems that a lot of people are quite concerned and, and realizing that this is, this doesn't make any sense. Why do we get vaccinated for something that has zero death this year? So we're getting a vaccine for the COVID-19. We are in 2021 yeah. now. So the protection, even if the, the, the vaccine theory was making sense, even if any of that was making sense, yeah. it does not anymore because the vaccine is only immunizing you for a so-called virus from 2019, not even 2021. And those who got vaccinated so go, those who got the the the, um, the the covid and i got it last year uh sorry this year in in, uh, in january i've been I've sick never for gotten weeks. it i've never gotten it i've been around people who have covid positive i, I, have I, no- I, look, I, I believe that it, it was an energetic because i didn't spend too much time around people i'm quite agoraphobic in a way i'm already mm-hmm. practicing uh, social distance from idiots for years already so during this, uh, these things, I stay home and I still got sick. And I was like, okay, it must be energetic because we're moving slowly into the cycle of the Aquarius mm. uh, time. We're leaving the, the Pisces time. Uh, and this is this 2,160 uh, years cycle. For those who are not familiar with that, um, there's a whole, yeah. there's a whole thing. Uh, rhythm happening in creation. So if you, for example, look at the diameter of the sun, you will find that the diameter of the sun in March, you can Google it for those who want to fact check me, the diameter of the sun is 864,000 miles. If you take your calculator and do 60 seconds times 60 minutes times 24 hours, you will find that there's 86,400 seconds in, in one day. So this 864, 86,400, uh, uh, so 80, uh, 864, 864 times 100 seconds in one day, or 864 times 1,000 miles diameter of the sun, Mm-hmm. is connected to that universal clock that is happening, which is based, if you divide 864 uh, by two, you get, up, you, you get down to 432. And 432 is the amount of second in half a day, 432. For those who mm-hmm. are familiar with 432, for those who play music, you are playing music on 440 hertz because Hitler and Goebbels changed the universal 432 frequency that was used all over the world to 440 because mm-hmm. 440 it is eight hertz faster than 432. And 432 is connected to the natural rhythm of the universe. Everything is organized around this 432. Mm-hmm. If you take um, 360 degrees, so 360, and you divide that by um, uh, the golden number square, you will end up with a number 137.5. And 137.5 is also called the golden angle. Mm-hmm. Okay? 360 divided by uh, golden number square. But what some people don't know is that if you take pi and you take 432 and you divide 432 by pi, you end up with 137.5 as well. Mm-hmm. So pi divided by uh, 360 divided by golden number square is equal to 432 divided by pi, as if 432 was at the golden number square, what 360 was at pi, as if there was a universal language where 360 was 
uh, organizing the structure of the universe the same way pi is organizing structure by bringing equal balance around the center. If you take a straight line and you multiply by pi, you end up with a circumference of a perfect circle, which means equal balance around the center. And this is the role and purpose of pi. On the other side, you have the golden number. The golden number square create the spiral and the spiral organize the structure around the center in motion. So one is organizing the movement. The other one is organizing the structure. So one pi can be seen as the uh, archetype of space and the golden number could be seen as the archetype of pi of, of time, sorry. And both of them have co uh, calories, uh, um, one in 360, which is space, and one in 432. So this is a little bit of the sacred arithmetic concept right. that allow right. you to understand the bigger picture. But what I was about to say is that if you take 432 times 60, you will end up with a number. And this number is 25,920. Mm -hmm. And that 25,920 is the amount, uh, is the, is called the great year. It's called it. It's um, the earth um, cycle. It's her completion it's of her cycle. cycle. And if you divide this 25,920 by 12, by 12 iterations, so 12 houses of Dojak, you will get 2,160, which is, by the way, 2,160, the diameter of the moon in miles. You can check that as well. Mm -hmm. 2,160,000 um, miles for the diameter of the moon. So um, existence is organized around cycles and we just pass so, uh, 2,160 years roughly. It's not like precisely. Uh, right. uh, we, we heard about the Mayan calendar ending up in uh, 2012. Um, and and there's, there was a buffer, a period buffer between 2012 and 20, uh, 2017 and 2019 that allow the, 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 the movement, the energy of the Pisces to be transferred to the energy of the Aquarius that we're moving at the moment, mm -hmm. which is an energy that is very emotionally connected. And that's why suddenly during this last 10 years, you're starting to see a lot of uh, energy about emotions, about the Me Too movement or the Black Lives Matters or, or all this. But it's not minority. a purging. It's a purging. It's a, yeah, it's, not, it's a purging. It's a purging. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's also connected to the, because the, the Pisces were, uh, very mental. It's a very mental time in our history. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and you see the two areas, uh, the, the two Pisces representing the two sides of the brain. Mm -hmm. and, and we're moving into the Aquarius, which is the water pouring. And the water pouring is connected to the emotion, the emotional state, the water. What the, happens the after this cycle? I mean, because you said, I mean, because 2012 in Buddhism is um, the Buddhist era of 2555, which is a year change, the changeover from a cycle to a, yep. the higher cycle of unity consciousness, fifth dimensional consciousness, whatever you want to call it. It's just higher energies um, coming into earth. And those who are not going to calibrate or resonate with these higher energies are going to struggle much harder. And, um, well, and, and do you and, understand why the COVID is here? To lower the frequency of the people. Well, it is here to give the people who are not willing to move to the next iteration to have a back door and say goodbye oh. and leave this existence. It's just an opportunity for them. It's an extra strategy. So do you think the pandemic in terms of the current affairs that revolves around the pandemic and then when you understand these cycles um, and everything falls into these cycles and these Manabra sets, you think it's like these people who are taking the vax, for example, and maybe, you know, shortening their lifespan or getting adverse reactions sooner than later. 
is this part of their pre-life plan of how they're going to exit because they can't handle the the higher energies i won't, I won't be able to answer that question of the pre-life plan again uh, mm, because okay. this is something personal you have mm. to feel it in yourself my and I, and I started this interview with my personal very personal thing this is probably the most personal thing i can share about my myself because it's the oldest souvenir that i have of my existence uh, so this is something that I'm willing to share. It's just that I, I wasn't used to do it until recently because of the fear of being judged and the fear of being rejected and all that. But now someone uh, just gave me the remark that I shouldn't be afraid of that and I should just stand because this is my story. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm here to speak my truth and I'm here to say who I am and to be in life with myself. So if those if, if it creates and comfort in, in others, then so be it. It's not my problem. It's their problem. Right. I, I'm happy to, and I'm willing to receive the divinity, divine aspect of every human being. So they should also recognize that divine aspect in me. So when I was young, I, I had the clear souvenir of being sent in that particular moment in time. So that's why I don't know if there's a, a life plan or if I, I must have accepted it in a way, of course, um, because I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But I remember also rejecting the mission when I was four years old, five years old. I remember consciously saying, this is way too much. This is too complicated. Find someone else. And I did that. I remember consciously making the deci- decision. I think of we all, Roman, I think we all said that. <laughs> all right. Here we I go. Said that. And, it, and it just brought me into a much harder path, basically, where I've been bullied and, and I suffered a lot just to wake up 20 years later and re- realize that it was just... Um, a sideway in my journey and now I'm back on my path and my path is to be here at that moment speaking my truth and trying to inspire as many people to feel that sense of truth in themselves and to be sovereign in themselves and to basically say no I am not going to fraction myself to please you I'm going to reunify myself and love myself and be one with myself and embrace this beautiful future that is coming to us towards cryptocurrency for example right right so I mean you know, like like every single podcast that I do and every single episode I do, we talk about consciousness in terms of energy healing, Buddhism, metaphysics, et cetera, et cetera. We also talk about current affairs. Um, and I love the conversation that we're having in terms of current affairs and all these different aspects of life in how, again, they're just another Manabra set, another part of, um, of the cycles um, that have been playing out through history. If you, like you, like if you go into your courses and you look at history and you look at the cycles, the numbers correlate over and over again. It's the same exact number. And however you want to splice it, it's the same exact number. But numbers are numbers. But when you are living the numbers, like we are living the numbers, and that is a completely different experience for the soul to have. It's like when you read a book and then you live in the book it's totally different experience so um so but i I wouldn't say that i leave the numbers i i i i understand the numbers and i use numbers as a way to confirm or infirm an intuition Um, because that which is in in space is like that which is in time Mm -hmm. Uh, because that which is in structure is like that which is in chaos because that which is in philosophy is like that which is in mathematics. You, you can, if you know how to read the signs and if you know how to uh, unplug some of your belief system and some of your, um, your uh, program and your mm-hmm. hypnos- hypnosis, 
you can actually reconnect yourself to something much, much bigger. Some people call it God. Some people call it consciousness, like whatever mm -hmm. names you want. It's just something much bigger that, that connects everything that is. And in right. that moment, you don't need anyone to tell you what is true and what is not true. You feel right. it. You feel that truth inside of you. And you're like, and, and this is something that often people tell about me when I, when I speak to them. They're like, I'm not sure that I understand anything that you said, but it sounds, it sounds true. It feel, felt true. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because the understanding yeah. is a process. Again, you have to die. You have to have many deaths uh, in yourself in order to be able to embrace reality for what it is. And this is the path of the monk in, in Buddhism. You yeah. have to uh, uh, forget uh, that you're an adult to remember what it is to be a child and look at reality with the eyes of a child with no judgment, with no expectations. And this is very complicated because it's a bit schizophrenic uh, because in a way you need to be responsible and you need to anticipate and you need to uh, behave in a way that will mm. match others' uh, context to go back into mm. the culture things. But on the other side, in your inner self, which is very thirsty for discovering, for, for growing, for, uh, for experiences and all that, is, is suffering from that conditioning, from that context and that, that frame that is blocking you, that those, mm -hmm. those shell that you create and are absolutely necessary in order to experiment reality. Because if I wasn't able to have the shell of my identity, I wouldn't be able to talk. I wouldn't be able to refer to things in a way that uh, we, we would be able to match. We, we won't achieve any consensus. So I need to have a shell, but I need to always remember that this is a shell. It's not truth. Truth can only be discovered by breaking the shell and bringing another shell and breaking this other shell and bringing another one because uh, truth is, is infinite and it is nothingness reunifying into one experience. Okay. And so, yes. Roman, knock, knock on the military. You have to get your jab. What are you going to say? Well, I would say thank you for your offer, but uh, I will pass. I won't, I won't take that, that information. First of all, they have no right. Second of all, I don't believe that the universe will bring this, um, uh, this challenge in my life. I think mm -hmm. that it, this is just scaremongering. Yeah, it's and if this is happening, I am absolutely ready to die uh, uh, in, in honor with myself, in alignment with myself, or put in jail, or whatever consequences they want to put into me. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to go to jail. I'm ready to die. And I'm ready to be... Uh, facing all the consequences uh, better than uh, betraying my belief system. And right. this, is, this is a fundamental question. And don't get me wrong. Some days I'm waking up and I'm like, well, it'd be so much Fuck easier it. to just. Exactly. Fuck it. Um, wh why challenging? Why not choosing the, 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 um, the path of the less resistance? But weirdly enough, in my heart, the path of less resistance is to actually stand and to say no. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly yeah. enough, I'm built this way. I'm built in life with myself and I know what is true. And, and I know that when I'm going outside and, I, and, I, and, they, and they ask me to wear a mask, I'm like, no, I'm not wearing a mask. I've been to the cops a few days ago for another reason. And they're like, oh, you know, it's compulsory to wear a mask. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot it. That's it. <laughs> and that was it. And, and I went to do a shopping. I was surrounded by, there was everyone around me who had the mask. And weirdly enough, I was just looking at them with a little smile, uh, mesmerized at the idea of all those people wearing masks. I had my two, two daughters with me and they were looking yeah. at me and said, why are those people are wearing a mask? And I said, well, because that's their belief system. And guess yeah. what? No one came to me. No one yeah. said a word because yeah. deep inside of them, they know this is bullshit. 
They yeah. all know that. They all know that no matter if you take the, the, the whole story of the virus that is one nanometer that can travel through the air, that can contaminate a multi-billion cells, body and everything, they know that this, this nappy that you put on your face that you can breathe through cannot stop anything. So it doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever. But the, the people who have been um, uh, fragmented inside of themselves, which are used to be the identity, not the self anymore, mm. are finding quite easy to mask their face. Why? Because yeah. they, that's what they do every day. Yeah, They're wearing yeah. a face mask every day for years already. For years, they're wearing masks. They don't even know it. So for once, they have an opportunity to really mask their face. Guess what they do? doesn't bother them. They put the mm. mask. Oh, what's wrong with it? Yeah, because you're not here. If you are sovereign, if you're truly one with yourself, you will feel in your flesh that this is an insult to your body to hide your face. It is an insult to your soul to, to dare yeah. to hide your face, to dare well, to... They... to Right. The, the, I mean, like, you know, the, the, in the United States, the CDC already came out that masks basically never worked. It doesn't work. I was saying that it two was, years it ago. Never worked I was the saying whole time. that two years ago. So make, just make the equation in your brain. It's if just, something it, is one nanometer, one millionth of a centimeter, it's, it's like one million smaller than, than, uh, than a cent. Sorry, it's a billion of a centimeter. So it's a million was... smaller than, than a hair. Do you really believe that that thing cannot pass through your nappy? Really? Blow well, through it. If there's air going through, nothing is, is, is stopped. So why yeah. are you wearing it? Yeah. So, I mean, they already, they already <coughs> said scientifically that the masks don't work. And now they're going back and going, oh, put your mask on if you're vaccinated. And it's just kind of like, um, you know, they're making the, they're making the rules as they, as they go. Yeah, they're using, and, they're using the, the few people in India, in, in China, which are using that tradition to show yeah. that you're sick by wearing a mask. And also those people in very polluted cities, which are wearing a mask mm. to avoid bringing the pollution. Right. And they're like, well, look at the, look at the surgeon. The, they're all wearing a mask. First of all, they're using a specific type of mask that can completely block everything that goes through. And for the only reason that if they were spitting into the, the, the body, they could actually bring microbes and bacteria into the, uh, an open body, which is very right. bad. That's it. It doesn't mean that if you are, you have your skins and everything, and this is, by the way, information for your audience, the, the, all, the ancient way to vaccinate people was to actually spit, spit on, the, on the skin. By mm -hmm. spitting on the skin, they receive a frequency from the person that was sick. And that frequency was informing the body with that vibration. So the body could actually start to create what they call today the antibodies, which is the presence of bodies responsible and, and helping to fix the, the, the attack. If there's an attack of a living organism, like a, a microbe or bacteria, which are totally different from a virus. And this again shows the level of stupidity of our society. People cannot yeah. even make the difference between a dead body, a dead piece of DNA and RNA and a living organism that is capable of duplicating of free will of organizing itself to defend himself or to survive, which are bacteria and microbes, totally different from virus. But today people taking a, a, a vaccine against the virus doesn't make any sense. Uh, right, you right. cannot take a, a antibiotics against a virus. You cannot take a vaccine against a virus. It does not work. A virus is not a living things. Right. And there's been plenty of censored doctors who are, Nobel laureates who are of the course. highest in their game, who have been, go, you know, advising in Senate meetings and so forth, who are censored, who are saying, 
this concept of healthy people who have no symptoms and all of a sudden they're, they're spreading, they're asymptomatic and they're spreading disease is complete falsity in what we know on, in terms of how diseases and viruses um, travel. However, this narrative is continued to be played along with other narratives, which gets to the point of what you were saying, the exit strategy uh, that some people are choosing because they, they may not want to continue on in the, well, the higher frequencies of Earth. If, if, I was, if I was someone that was completely fragmented in myself, that had no true connection with my inner self, that was living... A, a zombie life that, that that's the people that we call zombies it, it's like dead body talking basically mm -hmm. they have no connection with their inner self they have no real um, spark in life they're living through others through famous people through actors through government through um, priests and uh, rabbi and an imam like they they're living through authority because they are not in authority in themselves they are not mm -hmm. sovereign in themselves and if I was someone that was just having a life, a simple life, like doing my nine to five job, having no meaning, not loving my partner, not really loving my children, because how can you love anyone if you cannot love yourself? How can you love anything if you cannot be one with yourself? Mm -hmm. And this is something that, again, should have been taught at school. You shouldn't wait for anyone to complete you. You shouldn't wait anyone to, uh, to fulfill you you should actually be entirely fulfilled by yourself and share your fulfillment with someone that is feeling exactly the same. Let me because ask you something. If, you know, if you cannot love yourself, who will? Who can love you if the only person that is you, so the only person that know who you are is you, if this person that is you cannot love yourself, how in a world anyone can? How anyone can you love anyone if you cannot love yourself? So again, if I was that person that couldn't love myself, that couldn't love others, that would live through others, that would have no meaning in my life, and someone's offering me a, a door to escape, because, you know, fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, you, we, we, we lost ourselves so much in, a, in, a, in this, this illusion of reality that, that there's no way back. Like so many people have joined the point of no return, that they are fighting to, to destroy that system because... Let's destroy it because there's no meaning anymore in life. There's no, why, why are we here? Why? Like we, even those who had dreams when they were young, the system broke them step by step by making them believe worthless and powerless and making them believe that the intuition doesn't mean anything because so-called scientific authority just came and destroyed all that. Like if I was one of those people, like why would I want to be alive? Right. So, so you're saying that, okay, so let me ask you this, because there are some people who, who, who chose to get the jab and are regretting it and going, how can I reverse this? How can I, um, how can I stick around from this limp cycle in humanity's um, history? Well, the beauty, the beauty is that we how can as be humans part of that petering are, are out? different from, from the mice. We have something unique, and that is the awareness of our consciousness. And that is something that gives us something that the other animal or, or plant realm, because everything mm -hmm. in creation is consciousness. Uh, uh, minerals have consciousness, metals have consciousness, plants have consciousness, animals have consciousness. We have a unique attribute as human species is the capacity to choose. 
Uh, we also have another uh, unique capacity, which is the capacity to verbalize things, to use the words uh, and, and to quote the, the Bible. Um, in the beginning was the word, in the beginning was the verbs. By wording your wish to change, your wish to grow, your wish to evolve, your wish to, to transcend your limitations, mm -hmm. you just by simply saying it will open a gate into a whole new reality. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not gonna mean that it's gonna be easy. It's not gonna mean that it's gonna happen overnight. It's just gonna mean that you just enter a new reality in which your old self, which were that, that, that self that was hating himself to the point of not caring for himself enough to decide whether if you want to exist or not. Mm -hmm. As soon as you verbalize, and, and you have to say it out loud, I wanna heal, I wanna live, I want something to happen and I'm willing to dedicate all my, my, the rest of my existence to worship myself and care mm -hmm. for myself and grow. And as soon as you formulate this type of words, this type of incantation, because mm -hmm. we shouldn't be afraid of those words either. Like this mm -hmm. is magic. We talk about profound magic using words uh, in, in, in senses that you can command to the universe to bring you the chance that is required for you to evolve and to live into this this new iteration, this new Mandelbrot iteration, right. then as soon as you're going to say that, as soon as you're going to feel the vibration into your body of that new program that you are willing to put in place and that the universe sends you an, a, a last and unique chance to, um, to regret what you did and to dedicate your life to change what happened, then the solution would just come to you. And right. there's countless amount of solution for that. Countless right. amount of solution. Because we're not just biology. We are one element. We are body, spirit, and mind. We are body physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual. And as soon as the three and the four level of existence are starting to work together, magic is happening. But you need to be willing to dedicate everything that you have in your life. You, be, you have to be willing to challenge every belief system that you had and you're willing to say yes to whatever challenge are going to come because there's going to be challenges because you cannot just jump from a state of being a, a zombie lambda mm -hmm. into uh, into the state of being fully conscious and fully aware of yourself like that it will right. require work dedication uh, struggle question and 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 work or, right. or, or and that's that's where you're going to be tested but if you succeed I think the future will 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 worth it definitely. So basically, connect to the universal consciousness within you. That's the first. The first step is to make the the conscious decision. The mm -hmm. conscious decision that, okay, I've been naive, I've been gullible, I I've been fractionate, I've been miserable, I've been suffering, I've been denial my my own suffering and all that. I lied to myself for way too long, and from this day, I will face truth this is the first step without mm -hmm. doing that step anyone that will come and bring you a solution if you keep the same frame whatever information you're going to bring into it will not bring the right uh, meaning okay right. so again the same equation you need to be willing to destroy or to challenge your belief system in order to open yourself to the impossible okay because if if someone is telling you this is impossible and you believe that this is impossible and guess what's going to happen? Guess what you're going to manifest? Okay? We know about the nocebo effect. We know about the placebo effect, which means that if you've been 
inspired or influenced into a positive things, then positive things can happen. On the other side, you have the nocebo effect. If you've been condemned or inspired to believe that something negative is going to happen to you, then it's going to happen to you. Why? Because consciousness can create. Our ideas and our thoughts can create. So if you believe that your uh, body is, um, is weak, that your immune system cannot be trusted, guess what you're going to manifest in your body? You're going to manifest that your immune system is not going to work. Yeah, yeah. And you're going because to that's attract, how the universe operates. Right, and you're going to attract elements that's going to aid in that. Exactly, that we've just proved you right. But if you believe you that right. your immune system is strong enough and you're fine and everything, then it's going to work. Guess what? My two daughters, uh, three and six, guess how many vaccines they receive in their life? Mm. Guess how many drugs do they take in their life? Guess how many chemicals did they ingest in their life? Zero. Guess how many times they got sick since they were born? Five times, six times, a flu here and there, and that's it. Yeah, my Nothing. kids have never been. My kids have never been sick. They may be getting like a sniffle for twenty-four sniffle, hours, and that's, and it. that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, my daughter. Is and you're like a, and my son's uh, almost three infection too. Here and there, and one one or two ear infection here and there, uh, a bit of colloidal silver and a bit of essential oil, and that's it. Yeah. End of the story. All yeah. their cousins, all their cousins, which are all their age who receive between five and 10 vaccines in the same lifetime have all spent at least one week, if it's not one month in the hospital in the, in the same amount really? of time. Yes. For serious disease, for serious problems and everything. And I, and I can't, can't believe that this is happening by coincidence. Okay. Right, so right. if you believe that your immune system cannot sustain, if you believe, even if you believe that humanity is, is, um, 50,000 years old or millions of years old, whatever what, you, what your belief is, if you believe that humanity survived for all those thousands of years without any pharmaceutical drugs, any, any vaccine and anything, and they survived so far, what makes you believe that you would not exist without pharmaceutical industry or, or vaccines? Where, where this logic is coming from? It, it still baffles me how simple those questions are. Because the, the big pharma stuff is only, what, 60 years old, 70 years old? It's, mm. it's after the Second World War that they're starting to push the agenda. The, the Nazi puts the agenda of, of chemical to, to control people. Uh, before that, people used to use herbs and, and, and uh, herbarism and the natural medicine and all that. Holistic now medicine is what they used chemical, to. Chemical. Right. Holistic medicine is what all cultures exactly. all over medicine. the world have yeah. done. Acupuncture, yeah. uh, mm. chiropractors. Uh, why in the world would you believe that your body would not be able to sustain? Oh, because you never care for your body, because you never detox your body properly, because you never did a water fast, because you never uh, use essential oil, because you, guess what? When my whole process started 10 years ago when I started mm -hmm. to, to, to stop drinking and uh, stop eating food for three days. And it was a revelation. I was mm -hmm. sick like hell, but I survived. And I was like, wow, I felt so much better after that. Guess what I'm doing now every month? Minimum mm. three or four days of not eating and not drinking for four days just to purify my body. Every time I have a pain somewhere, I have like an ear ache or a back pain or anything, I'm 42 now, I'm just stopping eating for a few days. Guess mm. what happened then? I just completely rejuvenate, completely from anything. That's yeah, exactly what animals are doing as well. When right, an and animal it, gets sick, it's just stop eating. Right. And there's a lot of ways to detox. So for some of you who's like, I tried fasting and it, it was really hard for me to do. That's one way 
And there are many different ways to detox. So uh, you can go to all of my different episodes and and people will talk about different ways in which they have detox and um, it has worked for them. Supporting the body to detox is actually protecting the body from getting sick. Because if getting sick is actually detoxing, and and every time you got sick, so you get into the defrag mode, you get into the cleaning mode, and you just take straight away uh, a pill, a paracetamol or whatever, to just stop the process of cleaning, like, do you realize that you, by doing this, you're poisoning yourself? Mm. Do you know that drugs are poisons? And the only reason why you're not getting sick anymore is because the body that got just poisoned just stopped the cleaning and said, whoa, 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 we're just getting poisoned. So now we have to stop the cleansing and we, we have to go back to a normal life. But guess what? What you haven't cleansed is still there. And if you're not cleaning it in the future, it's going to come back uh, and the next iteration mm. would be harder than the previous one. Right. It's always good to do a little bit, a bit of detox. It's the yeah. sacred arithmetic of your body. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Trying and, to and, work and, it out. And when you talk about health, you know, to talk about physical health, of course. So first of all, do not put poison into your body. Do not buy processed food. Do not buy soda. Make your own uh, fermented food. Put some fermented food into all your food. Start to learn to ferment your own food at home. Uh, start to learn to uh, bring back living food into your life. Like another concept that people are completely unaware of is the notion of living food compared to dead food. Something that do not putrefy in time is dead. Mm. Life is about putrefaction because everything that is needs to disappear and everything disappeared will come back to life. So if you're eating something that can be stored for for years and years and years, well, it's dead. It's completely dead. And Mm. that's what happened with uh, something that is processed. So something that is alive is something that has microorganisms that are bringing life to your body. So fermented food is the best uh, way to actually uh, bring life into your body, bring the good bacteria into your gut system. Most of the people are not aware that there's more than 800,000 different families of bacteria in your guts. And we mm. believe that because of one bloody virus that will jump in the air, you will actually create a, a, an unbalance into a, a, such a complex system 800,000 right. family of bacteria your body is mainly bacteria and microbes and you believe that what a piece of one nanometer is coming into your body and destroy the holy caribbean of that system come on right like this, so, this doesn't make any sense right and and just for the scientific understanding of this you can go to BitChute or odyssey or any of the uncensored platforms you will find countless countless um highly recommended um government official uh doctors and scientists saying these things on a scientific level it it, it, it's all over but you're not going to find it on google facebook youtube instagram twitter those are this is um, this is important for people to realize um because that was a big realization for me probably six or seven years ago i one day uh, stubborn upon a, a video about uh, uh, pedophilia and, uh, and uh, human sacrifice and all those things, which most of the people don't even want to face. They don't even want to face the reality that there may be some people on that planet that are doing those horrible, horrible, horrible things to children. And, and because I went through that, that dark path and I opened my consciousness to the fact that yes, there is some people in this planet which are doing that thing for a reason that I can't even comprehend. 
but that's okay. It's not because I don't comprehend it that I have to deny the existence of those things. And by facing this extremely painful um, journey, and I recommend it to a lot of people who are willing to, to leave, you know, you have to challenge your belief system. The day when you realize that those people in position of authority, what they're doing to the kids, what they're doing to their own kids, and we talk about cannibalism, we talk about human sacrifice, we talk about insanity, things that we, we believe are barbarian and, and from a different, different time, but are still happening today. When you realize that those people are doing those things, then suddenly you feel a lot of peace in yourself because you can easily forgive to yourself to be who you are. Because if those people have been growing up in such an environment where they've been sexually abused when they were young, or they had to participate into uh, human sacrifice and doing things that are going beyond what anything can ever imagine doing to another uh, sentient beings, then you can find space for compassion for those people. Because mm -hmm. those people are in so much pain, they're so fractionate in themselves that the only thing that can replicate in their existence is the same thing. And I believe that Bill Gates is one of them. Yeah. Bill Gates must have been to severe trauma when he was young. And we all know that he's not clear in his mind, uh, but he must have been through a lot of, of trauma by being a part of this elite because his father was extremely wealthy and part of the Illuminati and all that. And, um, and what those poor souls have went through uh, is, is beyond what we can imagine. And, and this is important in order to first forgive yourself of all the wrongdoing that you have done until today, because today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today is the day when you can reclaim your sovereignty over yourself and you can decide to change the whole trajectory of your, of your life. And this is important that everyone remember that every day is the first day of the rest of your life. So every day you can make a difference. Every day you can change the path that you, you created for yourself until today. And so by doing so, and by finding the, the strength to forgive yourself for all the mistakes that you've done in the past and forgive to all the other people who created trauma in your life and allow you to become who you are so you can actually become that person right now that has the power to change the course of its existence. Mm -hmm. You have the duty to take that chance. You have the duty to step on, on this on, the, on, the, on the, the shoulder of those giants and to honor your ancestors who fight to give you that opportunity to exist and do right. the same for, for your own uh, descendants. Right. And, you know, I, I just want to bring back what we have been talking about throughout in terms of the dark and the light and the balance, <clears throat> because even the um, in terms of sacred arithmetic, the chaos, the destruction mm -hmm. is what creates the next big blimp in yeah, the, the, the end new of, cycle. The end of something is just the beginning of something new. Right. The, so, end, the end so, never exists the same way the existence never exists as well. We're constantly shifting and shifting and shifting constantly. Right. So with regards to people who experience unfortunate childhood traumas, who experience some of the things that you were talking about, um, they get to choose. Do they continue that cycle unconsciously or do they choose anew? And, and the it more starts people with the verbalization until you do the verbal and, and it sounds so simple that it sounds ridiculous, but try it. Just try consciously right. to close your eyes, to come into your inner self, to feel all this trauma, all this pain, all this garbage that you're carrying for so many years, mm -hmm. and dare to loudly 
scream, yell, verbalize that this is enough. I am done. I am done with this cycle. I am ready to stand for, for myself. I'm ready to embrace truth. I'm ready to uh, move into my new iteration. I'm ready to die to my older self and I'm ready to embrace my new self and I'm ready to change and I'm ready to move, move forwards and move on. Uh, just dare to pronounce those words and, and, and close your eyes, pronounce those words and feel what it makes into your body. And if there's any part of your body that is uncomfortable with that, if there's any contraction, if there's any emotions that are surging and jumping on your face, saying, oh, no, 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 just contemplate them and start to realize that there's many aspects in yourself. There's many. There's the physical aspect, there's the emotional aspect, there's the mental aspect, and there's the spiritual aspect. And the realization that you are the spiritual thing living through the chaos of the body, the heart, the, the, the mind, and, and, and you have a control over them. If you decide to control them, if you decide to disappear behind them, they will decide for you. Your emotions will decide for you. Your thoughts will decide for you. Your body will decide for you. But if you decide to reclaim your throne as the sovereign of your land, of your body, and realign all the, 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 the regions of your body, your physical, emotional, intellectual, and yourself as one, miracles happens. Right. So and I, and I in summary, over and over and over. Right. So Robin, in summary, everyone, if you got the jab and you don't want to become a Mandelbrot statistic <coughs> in the blimp of, of human cycles and earth cycles, you can start by making a conscious effort and connection to universal consciousness within you by acknowledging it, by putting that intention forward and by feeling and believing those intentions. But, but practically, but practically by saying it, this is right. something that anyone can, can do. Cause you know, like if you say that to someone, they're like, Oh, I don't know how to connect to myself because they've been educated into a certain way They're like, Oh, someone needs to come and do a, like a, a dance around you to help you. No, 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 no. It's much, much easier than that. You start by saying it. By yeah. saying it and saying it out loud and, and feel the sensation. And if it's not enough, then saying twice, three times, repeat it every day until you're starting to feel that something is starting to move around yourself and that something is starting mm -hmm. to adjust. But you need to really, really, really want it. If it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do what Roman said. Yeah. Okay. I'm a sovereign and I want to be myself. And then I, it's not going to work. You need to close your eyes. And you, you can't to lie to yourself. yourself. And you need to reconnect with yourself. Otherwise, um, otherwise they would be, uh, it would be very hard. It would be very, very hard. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, the second step is to, to, to put actions behind those words. Okay. The first step is the word. This is what anyone can do. You sit down, you close your eyes. You're just in an empty space, come into yourself and start to contemplate your own misery. And there's no, nothing wrong about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all have been miserable one day or another. Right. So contemplate the shame, contemplate the, 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 the fear, contemplate the anger, contemplate all the program, the judgment, and just contemplate all that and just have love for all of this and say, I'm not going to be afraid of all those emotions anymore. I'm just going to embrace them. I'm just going to allow them to make the effect in me. I'm just going to accept all of them. And that's the, the, the step number one. The step number two, when you're starting to fall in love for all the darker aspects of yourself is to now put an action of reducing their presence in your life. 
okay, actively. I'm going to actively start to act upon uh, bringing more order in my life, bringing more um, coherence. We stop the cognitive dissonance. We stop the believing in others' narrative stuff. Don't even believe in me. Just like listen to me, listen to others, listen to Bruce Lipton, to uh, Greg Braden, to uh, Tommy Robbins, to all those sad guru, all those beautiful people who have a piece of wisdom that can bring you this alignment and just compare it to your older self and say, well, is it really, which one really serve me better? You know, the one that just tell me to have a nine to five job and watch TV and care for my kids and not care for myself and blah, blah, blah. Or this one that's saying that if I'm not caring for myself, who will? This is your duty, number one. You are yourself. So therefore, only you can care for yourself. This is something that every kid should hear once in their their life. You are the only one that is yourself. So therefore, only you can care for yourself because only you is you and only you know you. So before wanting to care for the world and black matters and blah, 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 and care for others, what about starting to care for yourself? What about starting to love your, 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 yourself for, for what is lovely in yourself and for what is less lovely than working on it? So just working on it and making it a better and better and better day after day. And right, as soon as the- you put the words and put in action, just do that for months and start to see months after months how you completely transmute yourself without any help. You can do it. Anyone can do it. You do your own energy healing on yourself. Now, Roman, uh, is this what you're going to talk about in the Higher Self Expo on July 17th to 18th? Uh, what are you presenting in the expo? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I never take notes. I'm just coming and see how it will go with the flow. Uh, okay. The topic is uh, science and spirituality. And as you just could, could hear me uh, for the last uh, hour and a half, I Two never hours? stopped talking about this. Two hours. Yeah. I never stopped talking about science and spirituality because both are fundamentally entangled right right both right well you know i mean lots of great messages for the builders of the fifth dimension and above earth so lots of really great messages um and a lot of different ways in which you can understand sacred geometry sacred arithmetic in all things within creation whether it's understanding the universe understanding the the where your body is organized, or even understanding how current affairs play into these cycles <clears throat> and, um, you know, continue to replicate itself in terms of kind of how our collective consciousness grows and expands and contracts as well. So um, one last quick message, Roman. What is the last quick message that you have for the builders of the fifth dimensional earth who will, who is intending to be part of the petering out of the big burst of uh, expansion? Well, I guess the last message is simply uh, prolongation of what I, prolongation of what I just said, which is just be yourself. Uh, never, never be ashamed of being yourself. Just stand for who you are. Now it's time for action more than ever. People need guidance, need to have others who were sent to this time to support everyone through these very, very challenging moments. Um, and um, just never be afraid of dying and rebirthing and dying and rebirthing and grow and, uh, and shine your, your light. There's not much more to say. 
Yeah, really good last message, Roman. Well, thank you for offering your lifetime work in understanding the arithmetic of how nature is harmonious and balanced and even the negative stuff that we don't want to see or recognize plays a part in that expansion. And we have definitely um, explored that as well. So we've only lightly touched on sacred arithmetic through Roman's work, but for more information about Roman Light's offerings and courses to get into even deeper understanding of how nature plays out in these cycles through sacred arithmetic studies, go to his website, which is sacredarithmetic.com. So for you math buffs out there that love to correlate cycles and patterns using math, this is the course for you and you will understand the spiritual nature of reality as well. So for more information, again, for the 2021 Higher Self Expo, visit higherselfexpo.com. And again, thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.